This episode is brought to you by Smokable Commons. Smokable Commons, the commons you can smoke. Hey folks, welcome to uh, Dredging for Humor, episode 15. This is Jack the Band. This is our quinceanera. I'm the dude, and we are waiting for the party to begin. A Phyrexian Rager is about to happen. Absolutely. I knew some folks that just threw a quinceanera recently, and that party, I swear to God, it's still going on. Like I'm still seeing people from that party like, whoa. What the hell happened? It's like, it's not a day thing. They go all week. Pat, Pat Williams was right. It's Is that like, a, is that the 15th birthday? Um, yes, 15th birthday. I'm, I'm imagining for a boy or a girl. Most of the quinceaneras I know of happen for girls. And it's like, they are now available. Like, that was the cultural undersetting of it. Was like, our daughter is 15. She's ready to be somebody's wife. She's ready to start chumping out the babies. I mean, traditionally, that's that was what the quinceanera was over. But it's evolved. I guess maybe it was always this, but it has evolved into this lifelong party that you never quite recover from because it never quite really ends. I have a feeling that there are quinceaneras that started about five years ago that are still raging on pretty hard. Interesting. In Interesting. Yeah, I know some people that are just totally messed up by it. I mean, just yeah, I'm I'm seeing people just recently that are just. I mean, they're so, so they're like 20 and and they're still struggling. They're like 12 and alcoholics now. I mean, it's like these things are brutal. Like like your local Burning Man event, but you know, culturally backed by ethnicity. It's it's intense. I mean, it's wow. just amazing. And the stories you hear, just phenomenal. Great stories. If you ever get a chance to go to Quinceanera, go to one. And come to ours. You're here. You're at ours. This is our big 15. So we're ready oh, to I no see. longer be... We're available. We're what ready. you're saying is now we're available. We are here for you. Great. That's awesome. No, I that's have to a... look that up in the policy. I don't know if I can actually say that or not. That, 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 you're... <laughs> that we are available for our listeners. Mm -hmm. We are available. But at any time, the level of availability. Don't is call after impressive. ten. Yes, because ten o'clock is the cutoff. I I would say mostly the, mostly because we're old. PM PM on that one. PM yes. So ten <laughs> ten a.m. In fact, in fact, actually, don't call after ten a.m. either. So after ten a.m. or after ten p.m., just don't call. Because it's just not worth it. But feel free to email anytime. And comment. Always comment, folks. We love reading the comments. They're always always very interesting and apropos. Yeah, the the two we get. Right, right. Yeah, what is that about our show? I, I actually want to address that. Why why don't we get com more comments and emails from folks? It's an interesting uh, question. I we seem to get uh, you know a decent amount of downloads actually, a surprising amount of downloads from what we were expecting. So thank you, everybody that's downloading our show. Even if you never listen to us, even if it's just taking up space on your hard drive somewhere, we're happy to be there. 
So absolutely, but maybe maybe it's because we had not reached our quinceanera. That might be so because because now we're available. We are available and we're safe. We're 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 disease free. So 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 deck ideas you'd like us to destroy? Absolutely. Um, uh, really terrible drafting tips. Uh huh. We'll take those. We'll take those. Um, no, uh, we'll give those. Oh, we'll give them. We're, we're available for that. So anything, any of these things that our, our audience, maybe I think that we're just not fulfilling a need for our audience. Like we're not teaching them anything about magic. But but if there's anything that they could really learn from you and I is that bad magic is fun magic. Bad magic is what it's always about. Bad magic, no draft. Right, like when you could actually see the guy miss the quarter in the French drop. Bad right. magic. Bad magic, that's, folks. That's just like when you attack your 1-1 one, one into their 4-4. Four, four. Bad magic. Yeah, bad magic. Bad magic. It's like voodoo. Uh-huh. Well, uh -huh. I don't know that voodoo is bad magic either. I, I would imagine it depends on if you're the voodoo or the voodie. You, you know, we really should actually get into talking about Magic the Gathering. It is in our theme song. It is. It is. So, you know, just as a touchstone. Right. Boom. This this episode, by the way, is brought to you by Phyrexia, because it's what you've got. Really? We have to read those? Well, we don't really have to. Okay. All but, right. But it's, it is... It, it was either preferred. well. It was either that one or this is this this episode has been brought to you by Exarch Petroleum. We spilled the oil on purpose. And I actually should have read the first one more like that. I, that's actually in the new contract as well. Did they did they pay you a little more for doing the voice? Uh, yeah. Wow. That's that's how I actually that because they don't pay me crap for the songs. You know, they just steal my ideas and then they say you know. Use the voice when you're announcing things. Right, right. It's, it's, it's really depressing. Y yeah, yeah. It's, um, I've noticed that they've replaced the coffee with Sanka, and that's never a good sign. That's oh, usually, that's Sanka? on the, like, top ten, you know, anti-commandments. When they, when they switch the coffee with Sanka, you gotta go. Sanka sank the ship. It did. That, I'm so sorry. It I did, did it again. I, it so, did, did, did. I promise every episode that I'm not going to lay out any more puns. And really lately, I feel like I have a lot of competition in really, really bad punnery because I've been listening to Horde of Notions. Okay. Oh, shout the, out to Horde. Horde, of, Horde. Yeah, shout out to Horde. Uh, Chris, Jack. Shout out, Mapes. Noyan uh, and Adina. Uh, I, I listen to you guys. About halfway through, I get bored, but somehow find a way to listen on because sometimes something funny happens. And I just, I'm curious if y'all are just drunk. I mean, because it really just feels like you're you're drunk. And we recommend that. I mean, you know, if that's what you guys are doing, keep it up. I hope I hope you guys are really passing around the bottle if that is the case. And, and speaking of that, would you hand me that handle? Absolutely. Thank you. Uh, uh, so anyway, where, where are we at? We were... Uh, oh, yeah, I just, I, it reminded me, it totally reminded me. I just had a mental misstep. And you know what mental misstep is? Our, what is it? Not our mascot. It is our, I, I don't know. Our eternal, our, what do we call it? We came up with a name for what it is. It's representative of our show in a very unique and private way. Right. It, it's like our emblem, emblematic card that represents this, much like the Caravan Herda did until our quinceanera. Right. I agree. I agree. At the quinceanera, we're officially dumping the Caravan Herda by Caravan Herda. And folks out there that got the signed caravan herders from us, if you would like an upgrade to a signed mental misstep, well, you're screwed because there's no way we will ever deface that card with our signature. 
Right, because it would be worthless at that point. In fact, you would owe people every time you showed that to that card to them. It we will sign sleeves. Yeah, <laughs> sure, sure, anytime. Uh -huh. yeah, and, I, and sleeves that you put on your cards too. I don't know what was up with that one, dude. Yeah, that one guy with the with the long sleeve shirt. Uh huh. With the one sleeve. Yeah, one sleeve. It was weird. It was weird. I don't know about that. Anyway, so into magic. We should. We should, we really need to talk about Magic: The Gathering. Um, um, I, by the way, the the guys over at Horror Notions, of course, if if you've ever listened to our show, uh, then you'd know that we're just uh, razzing you a little bit. That's what we do on this show. Is we we're basically drunk ourselves. yeah, we, we we basically make fun of everybody. Uh, but what, what I was going to say, oh yeah, see the whole mental misstep issue. I ha I had to bring that in. But Chris on Horde of Notions. He he is a pun master. I mean, well, I, I I don't know if I'd call him a master. Maybe a pun splicer. Ooh, because he brings the golem in. Right, something exactly like that. Oh, you don't like my joke? Check out this guy. Yeah, exactly. Bruno the golem. Is Bruno never, the golem. Never a good thing to run into. But he today I was listening because I I listen at work because I do pretty mindless assembly labor. And uh, so I have my headphones on and my iPod, and I really don't like to talk to the people I work with so much because, you know, uh, it's it's like verbal vomit. So anyway, those people, that, that, that's neither here nor there, right? All right, top five podcasts. I'm sorry, now I'm all top stuck five, on. Top five podcasts you listen to right now that are non-magic related. Top five? Yeah. Radio Lab. Number one. Stuff You Should Know. Number two. All oh, right. this is a this is the one of the top two no. non-related magic podcasts. <laughs> right. Well, that's the whole issue, right? That's the issue is that most of the time I'm listening to magic podcasts because I I I, I don't know. I'm either trying to improve you, my performance or whatever. Well, you're know. listening to a hell of a lot more podcasts than you than you used to be listening to. So right. so okay. Well, can you give me say your top? Uh, oh, of course, the A team. Okay, so here you go. All right. So here's these are the ones that I listen to for magic because that's what you were about to ask me, right? That was exactly. I preordained that. You. So draw, I draw two. Draw, draw no scry, scry two. two. Scry to your mother. Scry scry two to your mother. Uh huh. Then what? Put, put draw. That's a card. all it is. No, and draw a card. Scry two, then draw a card. How can you not know what preordain does? Just right off the top. I just it was kind of a mind wipe, mental misstep thing. I'm into a new set now, man. That was that was old. That was you know I was into peace, love, and happiness when that was going around. But, now I'm a hardcore rocker from the '80s. Sure. So, so the 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 five podcasts that I listen to pretty regularly are, of course, Monday Night Magic, uh -huh. uh, the A Team. Uh -huh. Love those guys. A Team. Yeah, they H folks. Yeah, as in the, they're Canadians. Uh -huh. So, but I like them. They they talk pretty seriously and they crack wise, and it's it's a good show. Nice. So then, Horde of Notions. I listen to them, oh, although they're Lord. they're only on like I think I must have listened to seven. I think seven was the most recent. Uh -huh. Like the Men of Magic with Robert, he I mean all of those interviews and the the broad spectrum of people he actually speaks to and has interviewed and how many he's just pumping them out. I mean he must do three interviews a week at times wow. and edit them down, which is insane. A huge props <coughs> to Robert over there at Men of Magic because he's incredible. I've, I think I've listened to one of his shows and I'm like, this is a show I need to get into more. Sorry. Yeah, I, I find myself thinking deeper about magic while listening to that show than almost any other show, just because of the perspectives that people are bringing in. Interesting, interesting. And so beyond that, I, I also will pick up, uh, I'm trying to think of the other one that I listened to, Untapped. Okay, yep. Which is the uh, Mana Nation site, Trick okay. Jarrett and all those guys. I, you know what? I can remember when Trick Jarrett and Lee Stett were way back in the day and doing their own videos and stuff and... 
miss those videos. They were good. Bring back the videos trick. Bring back the videos trick. Please bring back the ones where you're driving in your car. I think I've mentioned this on the show before. You've got the camera mounted. And you're like looking over at the camera trying to watch the road and talk to the viewer at the same time. Anyway, I've always been waiting for poor Trick Jarrett to get into some type of horrific accident describing the upcoming set. You know, but uh, anyway, bring those back. That would Loved be nice. Him. Loved them. But yeah, I love, uh, uh, there's a lot of the shows on there. There are so many showing up now, and, I, and every time a new one shows up, I always wonder how many months it's actually going to take them to surpass our total number of shows. So we've been around for a year and some months now, <coughs> and it seems like every one of the shows that started right after we did, like the two, three-week month after we did, where there was this huge explosion of, of podcasts all of a sudden on the site... Amazing number. Amazing number. Have all surpassed Dredging for Humor by how many? I mean, like, most of them have doubled what we've put out. Um, where we, we started, our first episode was right around limited editions first episode. I mean, right. uh, limited resources. Yeah, limited resources. Limited edition. Wasn't that a band from I'm the 80s? I was just thinking that, like... Yeah, R&B style. Boys to Men. Yeah, it seems like that's what it was. Maybe it was 90s. I don't know. I'm glad that my mind doesn't actually grasp onto the fact that that knowledge is there somewhere. I, I, for some reason, my memory has not maintained it as something significant. So, anyway. Yes. What were we talking about? Mental misstep. Mental misstep. Mental misstep. We, uh, other fine, any other fine audio podcast you listen to, Magic Audio Podcast. I can't think of any more off the top of my head that... Are uh, that I are nothing striking me right now. So total side note, just off of what just happened there with head, whatever that was. <laughs> right. So I remember when I was a junior in high school, my buddy bought like the soundtrack to all of the greatest television hit theme songs, and it was like everything: Sesame Street, uh, Hill Street Blues, uh, Night Court, Cheers. All of that stuff was on this one CD. But the Mr. Rogers track had a defect in it. And we're listening to it. It was the weirdest thing. And the recording went, um, oh, God, how does I just lost the Mr. Rogers song? But it's like, oh, it's a lovely day in the neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely day for a neighbor. And we rewound it just to make sure. And sure enough, if in the transfer he didn't go, hood, like it had the weirdest, yeah. It's it sounded a little satanic. Wow. Kind of cool. You don't even have to play this one backwards. That's right. That's right. That's amazing. I knew there was something with that guy. Right. So one of the things about our show that everybody out there should know is that we do actually talk about magic. And we should. <laughs> yes. We should really talk about magic. I'm ready. Um, but before that, before that, what we need to do is go to our first commercial break. So we'll be back on the other wow, side. Oh, an entire non-magic first part. Sorry. It's a beautiful day in this neighborhood. A beautiful day for a neighbor. Would you be mine? Could you be mine? It's a neighborly day in this beauty wood. A neighborly day for a beauty. Would you be mine? Cheerio, this is Pete Red Leach, and I'm on my fifth gin martini. 
Mages of the North Coast has paid me just enough to tell you about their all-new pre-constructed deck coming to you this summer. The deck you already have. The deck you already have includes cards you already own. Cards your friends have. Cards that are left over after drafting. No new cards. 23 new tip cards from R&D. Seven random proxies. Cards you don't think you have but really do. And an official snug fit collapsible 59 count card holder. Two small for sleeves. Which may or may not include tickets for eight to the Mirren Tabernacle Choir where you'll sit next to pro player Harold Harry Wang and receive fellatio from a rabid spine biter. Remember, the next time you're in your local card shop, ask them for the deck you already have. Because if you want what you have, you'll already have what you want. That is fucking deep. All right, we're back. <laughs> I was just looking at the artwork for Glissus Coin. Yeah, yeah, it does look like that. It does. It does. <laughs> Man, that is... Nobody mentioned this to the artists? Niles... Niles Ham. Nils Ham. Nils Ham. That is an interesting N I L S Nils. Can we focus a little bit? I'm sorry. So yeah, Glissa Scorn. <laughs> yeah. Just like that. Uh, so with the face. Right. With the face. And speaking of that, I got my shit together during the break. That's fantastic. So the top four podcasts that I listen to other than magic related podcasts. Okay, right. Top four <clears throat> are Radio Lab. Radio Lab is phenomenal. Big shout out to those guys. Uh-huh. The listeners of the show, I'd be amazed. Uh-huh. Uh, the other one I like to listen to is Freakonomics, Ooh. which is very interesting. Like the name. Yeah, well, there's the whole movie that was made, Freakonomics. Yeah, I was going to say it sounds very familiar. It's right? awesome. I mean, it's definitely down my alley. It's, it's one of those things. They talk about how it's the whole impact of everything that's going on that's making everything go the way that it is. Okay. So there you go. That's kind of like what's going on there. Deconstructing our, our world, our our thing. Right. right. And then I also listen to Science Friday because they talk about current science topics like the nuclear meltdowns. And they give the, the actual factual knowledge. It's not any biased view. It just is like, well, this is what can happen. This is how it is. Why are these these bi- why are there these big storms? What does this mean? So I love listening to those guys. Ooh. And then also in that same line of just, you know, thinking about things. I always want to know stuff about meaningless stuff. I don't know what it is. I've always been that way. I always want to know why something works. And so I listen to on the stuff you should know uh is a group of podcasts, but the one I listen to is how stuff works. Ooh. And they go into all kinds of things. Like they talk about how uh, mummification works okay. and that kind of stuff. Okay, like the preservation of a body and right. how that but process it, it, actually But they could happens. also be talking about a whole bunch of other things. Like, uh, you know, they talk about many, many things and many, many, many things. So there's well, a lot like of things. Like diesel engines? Well, uh, well, it could be that, but it's usually these off-the-wall kind of topics. Like, I'm, I'm really, you know, I don't, see, I knew this was going to happen. I'm totally mental misstepping all over the place. Why flies vomit on their food before they yes, eat it? Yes, they did have an episode about flies. Okay, all right. And, and it's just those kind of things, for right. sure. Did so, they ever do the cell phone bee thing? 
They might have. Okay. I, I don't know. I it's only started that's, listening to okay, them recently. Right. But that being here nor there and having wasted another three minutes of our precious listeners' times, uh-huh. we're going to actually talk about something magic-related. We apologize. Right now, the band is going to do something that all of the other podcasts seem to be doing. And I just referred to myself as first person. That's that, Yeah, I was taken aback. I was <laughs> wondering if that was my line. Right, right. I, I can see how you might feel that way. Absolutely, I understand. So, but anyway, magic related. Three in three minutes, eight seconds, and counting in to this segment. Uh, top five. Number one is definitely Monday Night Magic. It's a never miss for me. Uh, I, I, the guys just talk in a very nice, rounded view way of things. So, shout outs. This is what I was going to say: is that uh-huh. all the other podcasts at the end of their shows do podcasts and striving to be different, completely different than other podcasts. Uh-huh. I'm doing them in the middle. Oh, okay. Right. So, shout out to Monday Night Magic. Rock on, Tom, M&M. Robert, all you guys, Conley when you're on, Adina, Jack. everybody. Yeah, Jack. You guys rock our world. Second to that. Like, the the next one, that if I had to listen to, if I had to choose which one I was going to listen to first, say they all came desert out on the same day. Scenario. Yeah, exactly. The, so that's who they would be. They are my desert island. I would listen to them day in and day out on a deserted island. Monday Night Magic. <clears throat> right. I completely agree. I, I could do it. Yeah. I could just sit there under my palm tree. one podcast and one podcast only. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I totally agree. So then next on the list is uh, a shout-out to the A-Team. Um, at first, I thought they were just trying to be funny like us, but then I realized that they actually knew what they were talking about and their aspirations towards playing Magic in a strong way, competitively, a lot of the time, really leads to giving me good information about what they do, you so, know, or how, what to do. So you learn from their show. Like, you have value. You, you, you get things from their show. I do. I do. Nice. And, in fact, on the last show, they had a PVDVR. Oh, right. Uh-huh. Uh, I don't think I just said that right, but I'm not going to try to say either right paulo dama de rosa uh is, is it is it de rosa or de la rosa i, I think it's just de rosa de rosa paulo vito Damo. and if i got it wrong paulo I'm, I'm sorry i i didn't mean to uh anyway so they had him on and it was it was awesome like it was a great show and and the, he just they kind of the way that they all work together is like they're guys sitting around in a bar chilling out drinking a couple beers and just making big jokes and <clears throat> Uh, congratulations. I have a feeling that by the time our show comes up that I can't remember who it is, but one of them is expecting a child. And so major shout out to the congratulations and the shout out to your baby. Shout out to the baby. And uh, awesome show. Love it. Next up. Next up would be. (laughs) I'm going to eat that baby. Really? So the men of magic, like I was saying, Robert, big shout out to Robert. Going to move right on from there. The Untapped cast. I like listening to John Medina because it's... A oh, lot that's of, Medina's podcast. Yeah, Medina okay, and gotcha. Trick Jarrett. That's Untapped. Oh, right. Gotcha. So shout gotcha. out to all you guys. Shout out to Trick. Yeah, absolutely. Shout out to Medina. I love how snarky you all are. It, it makes it a good listen every time. Just listening to you have your your uh, enmity moments between each other is, is awesome. Yeah, I, I could see some uh, good back and forth. And Frank, I got your back, man. Frank, shout out to you. Shout out, Frank. So then I would have to move on to... An old standard, one of the guys that I listen to pretty regularly and, and try not to miss, and also guys that really kind of talk to us. They were the first other podcast to actually reach out and say, hey, we listen to you, and that would be Big Head Joe, and I don't know if Joey uh, listens to the show or not, but Big Head Joe definitely has been in contact with us, so big shout out to both the Joes. PHJ! Absolutely. Woo-hoo. 
And then I talked a lot about Horrid Notions and those guys over there. They're definitely always a good listen, but their their show, this last show, was way too long. And I don't know why that is, but I have to say that their show is still worth listening to. I learn a lot about everything because they're looking at it from the perspective that everybody who is not a pro player looks at it from. And that is the perspective of, oh, look, I have all of these cards. What can I do with them? All of these cards make magic combinations. And so it's very, very often a great show to listen to. Mm. So, well, yeah, it's, table, always... it's, it's almost kitchen table. It's like the space between kitchen table and pro play. The space between... Wow. And and so then the, the last one, and he hasn't put up a lot of episodes lately, but he did do one not too long ago, and that's the Jim's Playground. Ah, I've never listened to that. Yeah? yeah? It is awesome. All right. He is, he's like ten times funnier than we are. I'm sold. Yeah, you'll have to go back and listen to any of them that you can listen to, because they're hilarious. He does a great job with his shows. Awesome. Shout out so, to Jim Play- yeah. uh, Jim's Playground. Yeah, shout out to Nick. So then... We should really, actually, now that we've wasted all that time, move on to since the last show. Oh, my God. I thought we did since the last show. I know. As much as we've been blabbering on and talking about nothing, you would think that we had done since the since last show. Since the last show. So, since the last show. Since, well, since the last time we said since Come the on, last i got to do the tagline. Okay, sorry. Since the last show brought to you by Exarch Petroleum, we spilled the oil on purpose. Oh, God. Yeah, I know. It brings back nightmares, doesn't it? It's just... Um, okay. Well, All right, since the last show. So since the last show, uh, Cobblade still rules the air. Uh, I don't believe it. I don't believe it. Even the Exarchs couldn't get there. That's uh, Kajun fairies. Uh-huh. What are you What are you playing? Oh, in, in extended Kajun fairies. I mean, I'm sure that if, if people could figure out how to put all three of these decks together in a uniform way, that the extended format would be broken. <laughs> I'm serious. I Kajeris, could, could, could I, I still like just Kajun Fairies. Kajun Fairies. Yeah, exactly. Because that way when someone asked you what you were playing, you could be like, Kajun Fairies. I'm a robot. I have no idea. Oh, no, anyway, I'm sorry. Sorry to all you Cobblade fans. And Jun players and fairy haters and players. Well, Jun players don't listen to our show. They're like, that's so stupid. Right. Uh huh. So, you know. Anyway, so that still rules the air. Although, Jun kidding. There are some great decks out there. There is a new Soul Sister variety. <coughs> Soul Sister on the bathroom wall. Right, except it's like Suture Sisters. Because it's dark, like the Nightmare Before Christmas, dark. What? Yeah, like like you know Jack Skellington. Oh, right. And they're all stitched together. Oh, I got gotcha. you. Sisters. I got gotcha. you. Suture Sisters. Wow, I had to spell that one out. Suture that's, Sisters. That's when I know my humor is failing. Does it run uh, Sarah's Ascendant? It like Soul Sisters. It does. Oh, it does. Oh, juicy. And it runs the Leon and Relic Warders. Okay. And, well, this is one of the texts on it, is Leon and Relic Warders mixed with the Phyrexian Metamorph, because somehow you're able to blink it back and forth and gain ridiculous amounts of life with the, with the Sutra Sisters. Interesting. So it's some, like, white combo-y... Yeah, well, it's, it, that, that's the combo inside of it. But, the, but really, like, between... For the Exarch combo, if they can't deal with your Suture Priest they actually can't pull the combo off because they'll kill themselves in the process. Oh. So it's interesting. It's interesting. That's nice. 
Also, since the last show, they released the event decks from for the new set. Yeah. One one is a green infect deck. Okay. And uh, it's basically like every crappy green infect deck I've put together so far. <laughs> I mean, it needs so many replaced cards that I can't even say. The um, uh, they should have just called it the crappy green infect deck you built already as the name of the deck. Just. Right, exactly. That's what's on the box. So, oh, you know, I was going to go for the white one, but I think I'm going to go for this green one here. The crappy green infect deck that I built already. That one's uh, that one's pretty good. It's, uh, you know, got a variety of creatures that I already own, which is nice, so I don't really need to use them. And, uh, and look at all these other cards I have. Except, except they should have put it, so I just made an acronym of that. Uh-huh. And it comes out to be TC Gadibba. T.C. Gadiba. Uh-huh. Whoa. So that is what they should have named the deck. T. Because then it would have held a little mystery. Because you know magic, the, the guys up there at Wizards, they like to you hold the mystery in the magic. Right, and they're also a fan of acronyms. Mm-hmm. Uh -huh. Absolutely. <coughs> Every single time. Anytime that they can. MTG. Mm -hmm. Moto. I mean, it, it's obvious everywhere. So you think they have an obligation just to, you know, come with a incinerator or a garbage pail that people that intend to buy these decks can just throw their money into without ever having to lift anything and really go out of their way? These decks? Yeah, these I mean, you know, decks? like white... Well, we got to get into them a little bit, you know, because the whole thing is, is like, the, I thought you were going to say, do they need to set up an incinerator so you can just buy the deck, pull out the few cards that are going to be worth 50 cents in the, the rest, future and right. burn the rest? right. Right, and so which which I wonder how many cities we could power on just burning the useless commons alone. That's an interesting point. People, if any of you are out there uh, are uh, you know math majors or smarter uh, than us in any way, please try to figure out how many cities we could keep alive with the amount of commons, unused commons. I think we have a solution to the energy crisis. It would definitely last us for a while. I think there's there's a few out there. Uh, so the other event deck. Yeah, okay, so we've got this green crap all gotcha. Uh-huh, and I told you it was in it earlier. The green one? No, the the white one. Oh, Well, yeah. the green one, it's Putrefax and, yeah, whatever. Okay. Glistener Elves, whatever. Yes, um, I never got my fourth one. <laughs> just kidding. That's That would be so sad. I would, yeah. That's, you know. But I did get my 42 spells guides. Right. I was going to say, if you if you play Magic two times, you're going to get your four Putrefaxes right there. It's yeah. Like it's, if you draft exactly. twice, you'll get them. Exactly. Or at least if you were drafting during Scars. I mean, we got plenty of them. Sneeze I think I have 14 extras. into a Putrefax. So the other deck, however, comes with two, count them, one, two, Stoneforge Mystics. <laughs> Tim. What's the hottest rare in magic right now? <clears throat> That'd be uh, Stoneforge Mystic. Good, put them in the new Precon. Two. Two of them. And they also put a Pure Steel, uh, pure steel Paladin. Pure Steel almost, I almost just called him a Pure Steel Stallion. Pure Steel Stallion. Starring John Holmes. And so... Uh, Nay. Whoa. <laughs> so they, they put that in there, and they put a Pure Steel Paladin, two Stoneforge Mystics, and something else that's a dumb card. Five Baneslayer Angels. They just checked those in there right on top. An extra one for fun. Yeah, so uh, what is the whole deal with this? I, I don't even understand what the whole deal with this is. They put Which out this cold do open. you want? <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, I was going to go for the crappy green infect. But this one looks all right. Ah, oh, screw it. I want the infect cards. <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. 
Oh my! But so I'm I'm wondering. But so uh, I'm wondering how uh, how many of those are going to be left on the shelves when I can finally get around to buying one. So you figure, yeah, I mean, if they're around on the shelves right now, it's going to be kind of create your own car, right? Especially if they're still sticking around for Magic 2012, although I'm sure once it gets picked up on that this is the hot pre-con to buy, they will disappear faster than... Right, although we did see a small price decrease in the Stoneforge Mystics themselves. Okay. Over the last week, there's been a little change. They're still going to be used like meh. They're going to be used and extended. They're going to be used. What are you talking about? Extended is a dead format. Nobody plays extended. Right, that's what I heard. Like, And if they are, they're playing uh, Cod Jun Fairies. Cod Jun Fairies. Yeah. The most popular deck in extended. Yes, exactly. Whichever one. <clears throat> your choice. Um, extended. But interesting news. I did hear interesting news <clears throat> about that lately, and that is that they're talking... Well, during the... Uh, the Community Cup. Okay. They're doing a new format. They're introducing a format called Modern. And yeah. I know this is something to think about, though. So Modern comes from 8th edition to the present. 8th, 9th, 10th, 11th, 10th, and 11th. M11, M10. M10 and so 8th, 9th, 10th, uh, M10, M10, M11, M11, and soon-to-be M12. Uh-huh. Uh, and then all of the blocks in between that. So what was the first expansion after 8th? I, <coughs> I couldn't even tell you. So we can walk backwards through it real quick. So Zendikar was the last one. Alara was the one before that. That's where M10, 10th edition came out just before Alara. Right? Okay. I'll I be- follow. I believe. I'll follow. And then Lorwyn, the Lorwyn yep. block, was uh, 9th edition came just before that. Then Time Spiral. So Time Spiral uh-huh. and 8th Edition. Uh, okay. Or does it does it go back to Ravnica? See, I that's was the, you got Ravnica. Was, oh, and did, we missed Champions. Well, did M10 come out before? Champion, Champions came out right before Ravnica, actually. I take that back. Right. So did M10 come out before... This is terrible. Sorry, folks. This is... M10 came out before Alara? No, it came out at, right before Zendikar, because then we had M11. Yeah, so it would go back to Time Spiral. So basically, oh my God, it's the Mark Rosewater plan. Modern. And it, it even has his letters in it. So everybody, so basically here, what we're going to do is, is we're going to take everything that I put together over the six-year plan, okay? So this is the whole idea right here, okay? So, and then we're going to call it modern. But first, first what we're going to do is we're going to make them totally disgusted with extended. And I think that's exactly how that went. I'm almost certain. If I were a fly on a wall, that's what it would have looked like to me. Okay, so this is, I'm just, I'm dumbstruck now. Okay, so... This is, uh, so Time Spiral on up, mm-hmm. everything's legit. Yeah, except there's a very small band list. Okay. And and that was interesting. I really don't know a lot about this. I really kind of am pirating this from another podcast. So this I was is a new format they came up with for the... Just for the community cup. Oh, we don't know if this community. is going to be a real thing or going to con- continue to be something. But I, it's yes. I mean, this is something that they're going to try—a potential way to fix extended. Right, exactly. Which would be awesome because if we had another eternal format, because this format uh, would not rotate, is what the assumption is. Is that, or at least this is my my assumption. Let me let me be clear that this is my assumption that this format would not rotate, and so therefore it would always be time spiral to the future. Oh, it would just keep adding. 
Yes. And adding. Yes, so it would be like an eternal format, which would be very exciting. That's kind of juicy. So we'll take a little look at that during the commercial break here, and uh, we'll be back on the other side. Whoa. I'm so tired. Up all night testing for this tourney. Man, it's only round four, and those seven energy drinks and that bag of nacho cheese corn chips are already wearing off. Maybe I need another chocolate bar or a Wang soda. <coughs> Who the hell are you? I'm Vortex, the voice of hunger, and I can see you didn't eat a proper cephalid breakfast, complete with Viridian Harvest whole grain Mirio. Are you gonna eat me? No, I'm a strict vegetarian, but you should always remember to eat your Mirios. Mirios provide you with that extra boost that you need to ramp up your day. This cereal looks like metal shavings. Eat your Mirios, you spineless human! This is worse than Captain of the Crunch. It's tearing my whole mouth to shreds. Quit your bitching, human! Viridian Harvest Mirios. As part of a complete Phyrexian breakfast, they are guaranteed to metamorph your day. And don't forget to try new fruity Mirios. They taste like Wolverine. <laughs> And I have reorganized my shit that I thought I had organized before and modern. So modern is this way. Modern includes the following sets. So they say. So they say. Okay. And this this is a trial format. Total trial format. So it includes 8th, 9th, 10th edition, 2010, 2011, Mirrodin, the original Mirrodin, Kamigawa, Ravnica, Cold Snap, Time Spiral, Lorwyn, Shadowmore, Shards of Alara. Zendikar and the Scars of Mirrodin block, which is basically all of the cards that have the modern border with the larger art. So modern. They're the modern cards. Okay, so we're... So is Cold Snap the earliest set or Champions? Uh, the Kamigawa. Mirrodin. Mirrodin is Oh, the it goes back set. to... Me. Okay, all right. Yeah. I mean, that was just a lot of sets all at once, so it's, I did... It's like Mirrodin to Mirrodin. It's like Modiridin. Interesting. Right. Yeah. And, it, and I, like I said, it has a very small band list, and these are the band list cards. Real oh, quick, okay, just good. get it out there, because people good. who listen to our show may need this. This may be the only show that people listen to for information. And and get something out of it. Take something away. Right, know, so, but, so this is your... Like, well, the show sucked, but I learned this. This is your nugget of we actually did research so that you could understand something about the game. Our, so, our golden nugget during our quinceanera. Exactly. And so... <clears throat> Basically, what it comes down to is you can't play Ancient Den, Seed of the Synod, Vault of Whispers, Great Furnace, Tree of Tales, Chrome Mox, Dark Depth, Sensei's Divining Top, Skull Clamp, Sword of the Meek, Umazawa's Jitte, or the Golgari Grave Troll. The Golgari Grave Troll? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Okay, and Skull Clamp. That was just in the last set, yes? Uh, was it? No, 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 no. I'm thinking of a different card. Thinking of a different. I'm thinking of mind, mind slaver. slaver. Yeah, I don't. I don't know what it, happened there. It's, it's because the skull clamp and mind <clears throat> slaver. It, mm-hmm. it feel. It's because if you had a skull clamp on, uh-huh. you would your mind would be enslaved. Wait, uh, <laughs> right, right. Well, they they have a similar effect, right? You control the other player's turn. Yeah, you try to just make a nightmare of their. Uh, yeah, I love and I love that when they have sack effects, like flesh eater <sighs> imp. <laughs> I love that. Sack your whole board. <laughs> right. Or Piston Sledge. That's another good one. Yeah, that mm-hmm. one's fun. Mm-hmm. That one's fun. By the way, I sacked your whole thing. Right. Uh, apologies to Moreau in, the, in that mistake, too. Mark Rosewater, it, it doesn't just include his six-year plan. It actually includes all of the other cool stuff that he's done over the years. So it would be Marodern. Yeah, Marodern. Marodern, the yes. new format. I hope it catches on. Maybe it'll get more people, you know, that are passing on Extended right now. I wonder why. Um, I wonder if they'll, you know, be a little bit more into going into a larger format with more 
more sense. Yeah, I, I really hope that they do. It would be nice to be able to play in a format that doesn't cost you $4,000 for your basic deck. Yeah, it would be interesting. And, you know, there's a lot of combos out there that, you know, I think it would be neat to see. You right, know, it, because could, it could create is... a whole new interesting metagame, new decks, new everything. I think it would be one of the best things for it. <coughs> and as as we've said many a time before in, in our show, we, we definitely think that Extended Blows and would they need a format that suits the, that space between. There's an empty feeling, Magic. There's an empty feeling in Magic. I, I I agree. It's like, you can play Standard or you can play Extended. Well, there's Legacy. Yeah, you know, exactly. it's Yeah, it just seems to be that it's it's not quite a full half step, and this would push it more in that direction. I hope it becomes a real thing. Like, I hope it catches on, players go nuts, and we start seeing some uh, official play. Right, and I have one more correction from the last segments, because, see, we're, we're getting a little bit better about it, so we don't actually have to wait for our fans to correct us. We actually instantly correct ourselves we're trying to yes yeah absolutely we're doing it more and more it's autocorrect and, and it's all due to mental misstep being our card right i think we really went well in choosing in choosing mental misstep or maybe having mental misstep choose us i don't know yeah who knows who knows with those kind of things phyrexian mana who knows you know it, mm-hmm. it, it's interesting so a correction on freakonomics so freakonomics is actually an economic show and it talks about how how uh, people have made money in interesting ways, how money infects, uh, or infects, yes, well, that's how I feel about it. Money infects the world. So beyond that, so since the last show, there have been other things that have happened now that we're resuming into the actual uh, segment. Since the last show, I don't even understand this, but the God book was spoiled. Yeah, that's really strange. I thought it was spoiled like thousands of years ago but i didn't i'm still i still don't understand exactly what happened so they're saying the god book was spoiled and it's only been around for two thousand years we've only had major movements happen because of it and how could it be spoiled right and they said the french did it what it was like saint guillaume or something and and he was banned from the god book from the god book incident i don't i mean i i know judas was banned Right, but right. Judas was banned. Right, I. But I, 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 we should do some research. Yeah, and, and if you know anything, write into us because we're very confused about this. You know. Yeah, the God Book. Uh huh. Hmm. Weird. Gideon's. I, I know that there's a Gideon's God Book. I wonder if that's the magic connection. I don't know. Anyway, so we since the last show, we we went to our our uh, not so local pre-re. We once again drove up to Crescent City, California. About an hour drive. About an hour drive. A little bit more. Windy roads. Beautiful. Beautiful. Coastal drive. Right. We pass uh, Paul Bunyan and And Babe the Blue Ox. Is Babe the Blue Ox uh, anatomically correct? I forget. I believe so. It seems like like Babe the Blue Ox is having a big balls. Uh, Yeah. I, that's, by the way, that's at the trees of mystery. If you right. ever go driving up the Highway 101 in Northern California, you will drive past a place called the Trees of Mystery. Yes, you are not on drugs. This is really happening to you. And there's a 50-foot-tall sculpture of Paul Bunyan and Babe the Blue Ox. And I'm sure that there's testicles on that ox. 
I want to say that there were testicles at one point, and they may have had them removed. They fixed Babe? They the fixed arms? Babe to be more family-friendly. I see. But the funny thing about that But maybe statue, he still has them. I don't know. I, well, well, next time we drive by there, we'll have to take a look. This is serious. I mean, we're being completely serious. Go to their website. Yeah, absolutely. Trees of Mystery. Uh, the, the, but the Paul Bunyan, they actually have a microphone inside the gift shop. Whoa. And they can talk. It, like, amplifies. And, it like, kids love it. They talk to this giant statue. So what is really, really fun is to get your favorite recreational drug and go and watch the kids. Like, it doesn't matter. Don't go on the ride. Don't Well, maybe go on the ride. You know, support, support the Trees of Mystery. But it's really fun to sit back and just watch the kids interact with Paul Bunyan. With a giant statue of Paul Bunyan and an axe, creepy axe man. Yes. Talking to children. Right. I could be into that. Kind of reminds me of The Shining. The other thing that you do see on the 101 is some golden bear <clears throat> ass. That's a beautiful thing. That's a beautiful thing. And it, it creeps up on you because you see the front first. Right. And you're like, man, those are kind of bitching pretty big golden bears. And right as you get over the bridge, you get the other end. Just to say bye-bye to the bridge. Big golden bear ass. So uh, that was what our drive looked like going up to the pre-release in Crescent City at a store that we have come to love. It's called a Gamer's Retreat. Yes. So a major shout-out to A Gamer's Retreat. Super huge shout-out to Gamer's Retreat and all the folks there. Uh, who do we've got? We've got Kate, Cade. Cade. Shout-out to Cade. Shout-out to Cade. Um, Wallace? Morris. Mo Norris. Norris. Yes. God, I'm so sorry, Norris. But thank you for your hospitality. Yeah, I mean... Ran the counter. Great guy. Runs a great shop. And uh, the thing about a gamer's retreat for such a small town, and it, it kind of makes sense. There's not really a lot to do in Crescent City, uh -huh, California, uh -huh, uh -huh. if you're not a surfer or a meth addict. So, basically, uh, you know, the uh, a gamer's retreat has a, a multitude of games that are going on in there. Right. Not just Magic the Gathering. Right. It, they, it's it, a game store. In fact, it, there were 20 people at our pre-release. I took six. Yeah! It was awesome. I won a couple packs. That made me really happy. That's. I think that's a repeat performance of the last time. Sixth place is what I got the last time I was there. Very nice. Very nice. Hold yeah. that sixth. And I, I can't for the life of me. It's been so long ago now that I can't even remember the deck that I played, um, except that I was using some major Phyrexian mana spells like uh, Gataxian Probe. I probed some people. I gave a couple people gut shots. I was playing Volt Charge. I had I was pretty counterintensive on my artifacts. I kind of played a uh, proliferate artifacts deck. That's what I remember from it anyway. Proliferate. And it was dinosaurs, like green dinosaurs. So I was using the Thundering Tanadon, and that was pretty much my main kill. Just big creatures slamming into him for as much as I possibly could. Uh -huh. were, were you finding that you were... Uh, so th Thundering Tanadon was not in your color? Uh, no, he was in my color. Oh, he was, was in your color. I colors. was green. Oh, okay. Right. I, I remember that much. All right. I think I was green-black, to be honest. But it was interesting. I, it gave me insight into how dinosaurs could potentially be drafted, but it would take how, how much more aggressively you'd have to pick your mana, uh, your ramping for dinosaurs to happen. But the Thundering Tanadon changed that, and I was like, oh, well, if you could get this card fairly early in the draft, and you're kind of pushing green a little bit anyway, or any other color, because... You know, four life and four mana is not a bad deal for a pretty big beaver. Right. Yeah. Right. I mean, it definitely has that kind of anti-infect angle, too, where you're stoked if you run into an infect deck with with paying life to cast spells. Yes, exactly, because they're almost free. But it was nice, and then we stayed, actually, after we were able to stay after and draft. 
That was fun. I'm very, very glad our uh, our gag that went up with us normally works on Saturdays, but he was able to get it covered, so we were able to stay for the draft, which was wonderful. Um, I, it, one disappointing thing for me about the draft was in my pod, um, we uh, at, right after we drafted, a whole bunch of the players that were from out of town had to go back, so our pods collapsed in a weird kind of funky funky way and a lot of the power cards i actually didn't see in the draft because they were in the pockets of players going home they had an hour drive so right that was kind of a little wonky but i was happy with my draft yeah that, that was actually right. really interesting a lot of the people who came to the pre-release at least i would say maybe a third of the people at the pre-release maybe even half including us uh-huh. came from areas outside of crescent city yeah so there was a whole group there were there were the three of us and another group of three that came up from our area so that was like six people from about an hour from the south yeah and uh shout out to those guys uh it's uh well, I, I can't remember any of their names right this minute. That's terrible. I'm sorry, guys. Shout out to you guys. Right. From from our area. Yep. And then there were some guys Woo! from uh, Brookings. Oregon. Yeah, they right. Actually Coming crossed. down from up north. They went through the checkpoint to come and play Magic. The state checkpoint. That's ballsy. That's right. They drove through there, and they were like, do you have any fruit? <laughs> which which always puts people at a very weird chatter. Yeah, they're like, why why are they? Pl- if you've never come in, driven into California, one of the weirdest things you will ever experience. Because I, the first time I drove into California, I, I know that there's other places that do this, but mm-hmm. when you drive into California, at the border of the California, at wherever whatever road you're on, it, may, it doesn't matter if it's the smallest road into california there will be a station there will be a little station and it'll tell you to pull off the road and you'll be like why the fuck are they doing this to me why am i having to pull off the road this right. is crazy i don't want to go through this way what are they checking are they checking i hope my insurance is current you know you're thinking all of these thoughts like you're you're doing the checklist okay everything's there i know where my id is i know where my registration is I, and then they, they you get up to the window and they're like any fruits or vegetables and you're like no, no. And they're like, okay, have a nice trip. Enjoy California. <laughs> it's awesome. It's one of the greatest experiences I've ever experienced. Besides the fully automatic machine guns and the heroin? No, no fruits or vegetables. Welcome to California. Yeah, Come it, on in. You're fine. <laughs> we are just looking for a stray apricots. We are looking for... Uh, fruit flies. We just don't want any of your, your fruit flies. <laughs> you bring those... Wow, sorry folks, sorry about that gap there. Uh, we, we glitched out. They glitched out. We actually went on and on about the fruit flies. It was some very hilarious stuff. We were there. It, it delved into so many areas. Inspired by Richard Pryor. It I, was. It was. Tears in my eyes. Man, I, we, we want to apologize that the fucking hilarious quit recording right there. Um, but back to it. So we. We were in Crescent City. People had come through the border from Brookings, Oregon, and we were there, and so much was going on at at a gamer's retreat. It, it's so awesome. At the back table, people were playing Battlestar Galactica. Which I'm glad you figured out, because I had no idea what they were playing. And they were playing uh, uh, a resource game that was like Age of Empires, but with cards and a board game, or like a board game. Uh-huh. It was uh-huh. insane. They played like seven games over there in the time that it took us to play the pre-release. And then we had the, the table of the of the thuggish inmates slapping bones. Yes. That was intense that was in the back. We didn't get a lot of players going near those guys, but so, they, were, they were playing. Some people were playing Killer Bunnies. 
Killer Bunnies. That game, I've never done it, but I have I have seen a, a fairly attractive woman try to sell our friend Newbie mm -hmm. Killer Bunnies in a game store, and she tried to sell it to him like it was the best. She's like, let me take you home and show you how to play. You want to play Killer Bunnies. Oh. You have not lived till you've played Killer Bunnies. And, of course, he was all like, I'll play Killer Bunnies. I'll get your bunnies. I got to. How much is this? And she's like, it's only fifty nine ninety nine for the base set. And he's like, all right, we got places to be. <laughs> all right, I'll see you later. Yeah. So, anyway. but in the for, for other corner... There was a group of role players, and those. So mm. while we're pre-releasing, people are playing killer bunnies. They're playing board games on another table, and in the other corner, right in front of the window, there's a group of role players. Role playing their little hearts out, and it it grew, it grew. Like the group started out, I don't know how many would you say, six, seven, <clears throat> something like that. But by the end, there was 142. It was it was big. I mean, you had people that were just. No, it was it was interesting. Actually, it went from about six or seven people with the GM, and it, it became like 12 people. It was like, a wizard has joined your party. He has information you don't know yet. And so they were, that was the other thing, is the, the GM looked like he was so confident in, in his role. I'll bet the guy was like a veteran of 20 years of role-playing He was GM. old school. He, old school. He was probably like a teenager when, when uh, Dungeons & Dragons came out. I so like 72 uh -huh. like I'm 25 I don't have any friends I'm gonna play role-playing he found his group became the best GM you could ever ask for uh -huh. like I really want a GM when I'm playing magic sometimes I want somebody who's describing the action you know and then a rampaging Bayloth ran from the yes. woods. There was a forest, and it ran out, and it ran! You know, like, it would be so awesome to have somebody GMing the action between you and your opponent. You know who can do it? Who? All those judges that sit off to the side with their laptops, and they've learned how to type their reports out so fast with one hand that they're actually surfing the web for other shit. Right. They... The ulti-multitaskers. Yes, those guys. Because you're looking and you're like, that guy's looking at boobs. Yeah, I don't know. I'd like Casey Kasem to do it. That's that's what I think. And I, he should turn to your opponent. Turn to each player. Yes. So so when, you know, whoever's playing, he's looking at their opponent mm -hmm. and he's describing the player's plays. Right. But, but actually telling a story. But maybe when instance trade-off, he could look back at you. Right. That would be awesome. And then he played Grasp of Darkness. Yes. <laughs> and suddenly a darkness came over the land and the creature was gone. It's you just like, yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Second main. But one more time, a huge shout out to a gamer's retreat. Oh, great job. Great Norris, job. Cade, JD. Was that the... Wow, you got further down the list than I could get. So, I'm sure. I'll we'll give a shout-out to J.D. Henry. You know who you are. Uh, I think it is Henry and John. Henry and John? Yeah, that seems to be the other people's names. I, I try to remember those things. Well, we're like the Tri-Tree crew, because we've got Brookings coming down, Humboldt's going up, Crescent City's already there. They're holding the ground! Yeah, it's yeah. awesome. It's 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 a great group, great shop, intimate enough you can get to know everybody. Huge shout-out to Gamers Retreat. In fact, I recommend the next pre-release, oh. wherever you are in the nation, you should fly in. Right! We will be there gunslinging. Right. If, if people actually wrote in... 
and and said that they would travel to Crescent City just to be there to gunsling with us, uh -huh. we would go gunsling there. Absolutely, absolutely. We'll be there to sign uh, sleeves of uh, mental misstep. So, mm -hmm. you know, you just because we can't sign the card. So we, you know, just put your sleeves on. We'll sign them for you. We'll be there. We'll be gunslinging, um, you know, bring yeah. the drugs. Yeah, that's exactly it. And and on that note, uh, we're, we're at the end of this segment, uh, errors and all. We're so sorry again, once again, about the 12 minutes of real humor that you heard, didn't hear, didn't, they didn't hear it. It's it, it's a tragic loss. It's one of the great losses of all humor. Yeah, that all was comedy. so funny. That thing about the Tower of Chlamydia. Blast. Coming soon to speakeasies and dive bars in your local homelands. A one-of-a-kind, all-expenses-paid comedy extravaganza. A mystifying maze of the funniest gut-shot Belly laughter and mind-cranking jokes you can hear anywhere at any time. It's dirty. It's filthy. It's raunchy. It's fun for the whole family. It's Jor Kadeen, the four months clean tour. So my doctor says, if that's my Gitaxian probe, then where's my pen? I'm It's a sad story, folks. My pinger's all infected. It's like a fallen ferromancer. I can't get it to do anything before it dies. Hey, I'm Jorkidine! Who's not? Get off the stage. Hey, things are all relative, buddy. If you're trying to get your wife to play magic, I'd buy her a fat pack, you know what I mean? Hey, I'm Jorkidine! <laughs> and look at this guy! Looks like he's a few golems short of a precursor! <laughs> hey, I'm Jorkidine! I heard the cut bits of Master Splicing the other day! They said he pumped it more than a 1-1! One -one. Arrested! But seriously, folks, y'all look like you were beat with the blister stick as children. What I want to know is who cast the master's figure. <laughs> hey, I'm Jorkity. So buy your tickets now. Sell your children if you have to, because you don't want to not want to see Jorkity. The four months clean tour. And shit, there's all this fucking noise. I can't remember. Oh, it's a BDM show. Oh, there's yes. something always fucking going on. Oh, in the yeah. Back. You're like, where it's, is this guy? Sometimes they will go out and walk around and talk. Like, they've gone into, I swear to God, Starbucks or something <laughs> like Starbucks and, and just talked. Like, and you hear, you hear everything them ordering? Going, yes, everything is going on in the background, and they're just having like this conversation, like, "Hey, let's go for a stroll." It's like it's, dinner for five, right? <laughs> or uh, cigarettes and coffee. Yes. Yeah, it uh -huh. totally feels like that. <clears throat> anyway, we're back. And, Whoa! Uh, <laughs> surprise. Refreshing. Yeah. Uh, what we wanted to say is, uh, this don't bring your drugs 
Right. We like these people. I'm so sorry I shouted that out, folks. It was impulsive. Yes, we love these people. Please, if you're coming, if you do take us up on the offer to come out, don't bring drugs. Yeah, drugs are not, drugs are bad. Right. Yes, completely. Dude, I hate that that candle keeps going out. That's driving me crazy. Um, we should probably get back into this. Uh, we have drafted a couple of times since the last show. Absolutely. Are you all right there? Uh, sorry. No, I had something stuck in my throat. I, I don't know what that was. I see. So, yes, we've, we've drafted a couple of times. <laughs> and uh, I the first draft, I've won the, the last two. You've done very well. Yeah. Did we mention that the gag won the pre-read draft? That that was that was nice. That was worth staying for. I was pretty tired, but you know, it just to just to see him do great. He doesn't do the best in our regular weekly drafts. So to see him just come out of the fence like, Rah! right. It, it all reminded was... me of that day Cat punched Andrew in the face. Ooh, that was a sad day. That was rough. Man, he had a black eye for four weeks. He was just like, "Hi, I'm playing a little white deck," and she's like, "Green, bitch, green." That was rough. <laughs> wow. So, wow. I, we probably shouldn't air that, but it's okay. They'll forgive us. So we've drafted. And uh, the first time I ended up with Pure Steel Paladin. Great card. Yeah, man, that card led me into drafting some uh, living weapons. I got a Bladed Pinions, but Flare Husk, Skinwing, these things were good. I ended up with a pretty heavy artifact deck. Uh, basically won everybody, beat you with a shoulder on the board. The Cold Shouldered. Yep, the Cold Shouldered. Yeah, yeah, that was... You know, every other game I played that card in, was fantastic but against you it was just yep you outpaced her it was wonderful that was that was great but it was funny because you know i hadn't really played with her before and i'm like this card seems really good but because I, I played you first i'm like i don't know how good it is i'm gonna keep it in the deck a couple more times and i'll sign it out if necessary then every other time i got her out onto the board it was like oh yeah right i gotta sing her creature and you get one Yes, it was it was the effect of the white. Pass. It was the totally it's so rough. That that card is so rough. It was the low mana cost of the cards that I had. Uh -huh. It was yeah. like things like Origin Spellbomb and Glint Hawk and Glint Hawk Idol and the ability to get a couple creatures out at the same time. What actually won the game for me because I had my Pure Steel Paladin uh -huh. and and uh, Bladed Pinions. You had no flying blockers, no way to deal with that. Nope. And uh, I was able to get a Blinding Soul Eater out mm -hmm. and sack it. Basically, enough creatures out there to be able to sack the Blinding Soul Eater and get the Pure Steel Paladin in for the lethal. Uh huh. It was it was a very fun deck. That, true was, true was conviction fun. didn't hurt. Oh yeah, I, for, I always I keep forgetting about true <laughs> conviction. So yeah, my Pure Steel Paladin was like uh, two two first strike. It was good. It was. Strike, it looked thing. like it curved out incredibly well. Yeah, it was. It was awesome. It One was, of the best decks. And then last week I also won, and it was because the first card I took was Borneclex. Not the <clears throat> not the card that won me anything. I actually didn't play it. It's a. I feel like it's a completely unplayable <laughs> card in draft. Uh -huh. If you first pick Borneclex, uh, there better not be anything else in the deck. I. Uh, <laughs> Because I had visions. I actually picked it with visions in my mind. I was like, I'll, I'll be able to make it happen. I'll get some Spear of the Suns. I'll find some Mana Mirror. You know, I'll play Dinosaurs. Sure, I'll make it to round or turn 12, you know? Like, I knew it was going to happen. And then the next pick for me, the, there was the rare was still in there. And it was a Blade Splicer. And I was like, oh, 
Hey, Vorniclex, you're going over here. Bye. Bye. It was nice knowing you. Took the blade splicer, went white again, like uh, artifacty white uh, uh, counter intensive. You know, like cards that had a lot of counters. Got some proliferate in there, picked a volt charge, but was really sick is in the scars of Mirrodin packs. They're coming around, and my first pick, I'm like, oh, I can't play with this rare. I don't even remember what it was, but I'm like, I can't play with this rare, but this, this Galvanic Blast looks really nice. And right now, I, and at this point, I'm playing off of white and green a little bit. Okay. And at this point, I had taken the Volt Charge, which was nice. I had gotten a Tezzeret's Gambit, too. That was a nice one. And uh, in that final pack, though, Galvanic Blast was my first pick on that first pack. Uh-huh. And then the next pack came to me, and there was another Galvanic Blast in there. Hey. And then a turn went by, didn't, or next pack went by, nothing in it. I don't even remember what I picked. It was probably <laughs> something dumb. And then I picked uh, the next pack up, and there's another Galvanic Blast. Well, it's Galvanic Blast Day. It was, and so at that point, I took, I went white-red. Sure, Just sure. having three Galvanic Blasts in a pretty heavy artifact deck was basically what won me that. It was no, You couldn't keep anything on the board against me. Mm-hmm. Which is mm-hmm. fun. Uh, that's yeah, yeah. Red, uh, red, white, uh, red, white, burn beat down. Yep, red, white, burn beat down. So we need to rush this along a little bit because it's getting late. And Chuck E. Cheese closes at nine. Oh, oh, oh. So, uh, so twenty twelve, Magic twenty twelve. We know that we're going to see Planeswalkers. Yes. Do we know? Yes, we know for sure that we're going to see Gideon and Soren and. Chandra and Garuk and Jace. But we do not know which version of Garuk, Chandra, or Jace we're getting yet. We haven't seen what it's going to be. Do we know what version of Sorin we're getting? Yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be the, the regular Sorin. It appears to be that. I think that's that Innistrad tie. I really think he's everybody's going to be. Sorin's going to make this weird kind of a comeback with Innistrad. Absolutely. And the Bloodthirst is also another tie to Innistrad. Oh, interesting, interesting. That's where they get the counters. It's like Bloodthirst 2. Yeah, Bloodthirst 2, Bloodthirst 6. That's the that's the keyword mechanic that they're going to put into M12 as it was for Scry in M11. Gotcha. So the new one will be Bloodthirst. Right. So it's not going to be too complicated for players. And there is a, there is a little Gideon movie that uh, the homepage put out that shows like a little spoiler of him and how he's gathering his his planeswalker buddies around him. He's the gay one, right? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Okay. So he's so he's what? He's gathering his home what? His homeboys. His he like Jace, Chandra, Garuk and Soren. Okay. And that's kind of what they're basing the flavor. That's the first taste of M twelve. Is this short little video that the homepage put up on YouTube. Okay. So Beyond that... And by gay, I didn't mean, like, Harvey Firestein gay. I meant, like, purple Teletubby gay. Right. Just for clarification. Gideon I is, don't want hate mail, folks. Gideon's a purple Teletubby. So that's what you're saying. Yes. Okay, good. So the very last portion of this segment and the yes. very end of our show... Absolutely. It, absolutely. Is this, a, is, this is... I think this is the best part. I keep... Sorry. Go ahead. This is a huge thanks to Conley Woods... <laughs> For deck doctoring my deck. I can't believe it. And he kept the spirit of it alive. And by the spirit of it alive, I mean, it, was, it wasn't the psychosis crawler making it the whole way through. It was the fact that it looked like it was going to kill your opponent and then failed. That was the, the initial spirit of that deck. 
was just translated so heavily into what happened with his version of the death. So should we catch our listeners up on exactly what went down? Yeah, so I submitted, if, you, if you've listened to the last couple of episodes, I submitted my blue-white uh, psychosis crawler reverse psychosis deck to Conley Woods to Deck Doctor. And as, as a great friendly gesture oh. and as a friend, he decided that he would Deck Doctor this deck. And when he did that, I basically did the biggest face palm I've ever done and said, oh, my God, he's really going to do this. And this is I, I really feel bad. I hope this doesn't destroy our our friendship. And so and I, I hope it's OK that I'm calling Conley a friend. I kind of feel like we're developing a friendship. In this. Definitely yeah. an electronic one. Yes, definitely. An electronic uh-huh. one. So inside of that, uh, we love you, Conley. <laughs> you're hilarious. Sorry. So I, I truly do think the guy is like the best magic player walking these days. And I, I just overall, like overall player. Yeah, I, just... I really see this is what I actually see with <clears throat> Conley Woods. I see a year or two from now that Conley is really going to be up there, like all, competing in a way that it, that really shows off his ability to compete I, I truly and, and his ability to play the game. I think that he's brilliant and that he just has not yet seen his time. I mean, I would imagine that, that even, you know, there are pro players that when they sit across the table from Conley Woods, they're just like, oh, fuck. Oh, yeah. What's this guy brought this time? What's he possibly playing this time that's not like anything else I have seen up yeah, to this point? Exactly. It's like that is the brilliance of Conley Woods. Like that is truly his his homebrew capacity, and everybody fucking knows this. I mean, I'm not saying anything new, but the guy is amazing. So yeah, it's like they see him and they're like, oh god, it's that one guy who actually understands the meta game in a way that he can build around it outside of what everybody else is playing and fuck up my world. That is basically what I'm saying. So this is the huge thanks to Conley for doing that. And so he went. He took it from blue-white to a red-blue deck. Mm-hmm. Put in some other cards that, like, uh, oh, boy. Now I can't even remember what those cards are. But red cards that comboed off of drawing and huge amounts of dealing damage to them in multiple ways. Uh, this is terrible. I'm sorry. Uh I really feel bad that I can't remember any of the cards right now. He, he, Men, mental misstep. I claim mental misstep. Mental misstep. Uh, yeah, he had he had switched. I mean, he basically he he switched. Rune to flare trap. Rune flare trap was one go. of the cards. Yes. Yes. And and that was very interesting to watch that mm-hmm. happen because you make him draw enough cards to get your rune flare trap off. It was brilliant. I mean, it was it was like like I said before. He took my piece of shit and he shined it. I mean, it, it it really became this incredible, like, this is how you do it. I learned, I learned something from it. I haven't figured out what that is yet, but I learned something from it. Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't exactly like he took, well, it was kind of like, it was kind of like he took a piece of shit and he was like, wow, that's a piece of shit. Let me play it. And see what it does. And he played it, and he was like, oh. It beats Boros. This isn't quite the piece of shit I thought it was. Lose, lose. Okay. It's the piece of shit I thought it was. Let me do a couple more episodes on this deck, and I'll show you what this piece of shit can truly be. Right. And and then, you know, it it changed up, and it was... 
it was phenomenal overall. And and to me, your deck, you know, was never a, a piece of shit in the eyes of a pro player genius that may be. But um, yes, it was it was fantastic. And it was just watching. It was it was amazing watching Conley talk about the deck, change stuff in the deck, play with the deck, win with the deck, lose with the deck. The whole thing was just. I'm I'm still stunned. Well, my favorite part, my favorite moment in the whole thing was when we when I'm like when I came over and I said, "Dude, you'll never believe it, but Conley Woods has decided to do it to deck Doctor of the Deck." And he the videos had gone up of Conley Woods playing my deck. I thought it was a joke. When you first told me, I'm like, "And bum bum." Yeah, and then I was like, "No, really, 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 really." So we bring it up, and the first thing that happens is is Conley Woods describing the deck, and he's like, "This card sucks, and this card, I don't know why this is being here." And the sideboard is all goofy. We'll have to fix that. Distant memories. Oh yeah, distant memories. Distant memories and distant memories. <laughs> I don't know what this card's in here for, but maybe there's some kind of tech I don't understand. It was awesome. It was it totally. I, I it was the razzing that I needed. It was like the ego filing. <laughs> That you know, it made me sharper about how how to, how to get there. So anyway, he starts to play it first thing, and we're we're just rolling. We're laughing so hilarious. It's, it's we're I'm choking with tears. I can't even see the screen. And Conley wins against Boros. First game, but it, of course Boros is land screwed. So I'm like, this is suspicious. <laughs> but he wins against Boros and. His attitude changed. Yes. But like like the dude just said, lose, lose, lose. That fucking candle. Lose, lose, lose. If only the lighting were better. I know. Uh, it's, why is it so dim in here? I, 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 bills. Yeah. Just remember never to put black light in your teenage son's bedroom. Um, so if it was, it was very interesting we love you, to see that happen. Uh, that was awesome. That was that was truly a gift. We have received two great gifts from Mr. Woods. Yes. Mr. Woods, the Almighty. Conley, Espedis, we're serious. Worlds, San Francisco, if we can go, I mean, we can go, but we don't know if we can get in. Right, exactly. So we will connect because you are our one true leader. One true leader. Magic directional leader. And you can listen to Conley Woods on Monday Night Magic, uh, usually, if he's not out playing and slinging. And you can read his articles on TCG Player, Channel Fireball. The guy writes for tons of people. Right. And I do recommend going and watching Deck Doctor. Deck Doctor and every Deck Doctor before it, every one that he does after it. Watch them all. You will learn incredible things about how to be a rogue builder, how to think outside the standard box. I completely agree. Great series. One of the best. One of the best videos to watch. Well, it, like, like I said before, it's getting late. We're going to wrap this one up. Uh, we hope you folks have enjoyed the show. Yeah, yeah. It's been, uh, it's been a happy 15. Uh, we hope uh, your quinceanera, our quinceanera, has been your quinceanera. Mm-hmm. And uh, we hope uh, we hope to get this dialathon episode coming up soon. Yes. We, before we have the dialathon episode... We will do a small show to give you all the details. A little dialathon preview. We got to work out the bugs. Right. And as soon as that happens, you'll know what's going on. And get some new celebrities because the old ones kind of passed out or died. You can email us at dredgingforhumor at gmail.com. Uh-huh. And that is at gmail.com. And all new, you can find us on Twitter. Just search us out as Dredging Humor. And we're there. We're tweeting now. Find us. 
follow us. We don't say much yet, but maybe we'll say more in the future. Tweet! Tweet! Uh, and you can leave comments in the space below. Yeah, for the show, just, uh, you know, shoot us some feedback, etc. We're happy to read it all. Uh, maybe maybe you'll win a uh, play set of Caravan Hurtis if we still have any left over. Yeah. Maybe. Or a sleeve, a signed sleeve that you can put your mental misstep in. Absolutely. All right, folks, have a good one. It's been a blast. Yay, 15. We're shooting for 20. Yes, we'll, we'll make it to 20. We're going to go to 20. Ow. I chose a deck, I chose a deck, it's called Fort Bell.